Schachleit in Glasio, as she ma hat ni se she was altige. Mich Robert de Garschlag, I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to this edition of Schachlei, a program which looks at some of the island's rich cultural life and heritage. On Schachlei in Girschery, Vashin Geistjachrisch Rekortes Jen Charmenus and Jess Kleachte, Treva Jalustomus Trom, Born as Overin Amalair, as Chest, Courage de Nigel Crow, RBV, Chamasum de Hergedera Hon Heen, as Son Chesach Yasrach Jen Rayeg and Yes. Tenerithin Shen Genusus Kuj Kochandrish Aunder Kulturoil. Aunder Serge Vanningson over Kulturoil de Jaru. As de Enemen Aunder Shen Chitter G. Smoo Vanning. De Vos Meyer N. Nons Re Kajan and Alien Seville. Tread a slyer chi Chitkus and Alien, a jerklerish Chitkus and Alien. As de Sly Chitter and Skeel Shaw de Menick, tread a smunionair Charn Vanning, na Alton and Luchtai Charn Vanning Chitkus and Alien. Tret as like chit the saw, menig the lure, the came a girt an alien, novel an alien rag and the clear. Besens can chol the lure, trevis like gull lerachin inrachen, as for an alien tannacht and follage folk hay. Rish carefied blainish to radar aveon, gyar a trude kay as bodulin, as tulling as etlan and chit as gold as outja. Ach, an shan skil machion an alien na lai follich fo ghe, shen cochonel trish brat na cloga de ghe va curit magit an alien de chode, lorish g smooth vanning, as den enemega force meyer endon. The idea of Mananan's cloak is still very well known in the island, although Mananan appears originally in ancient stories shared between what are now thought of as the Celtic countries. In Wales, the figure now generally known here as Mananan is called Manawithan. In Ireland and Scotland, the great shapeshifter and wizard is known as Mananon. The earliest written reference to this figure in Manx sources is in what's called the Traditionary Ballad, and the language used suggests it was written between about 1490 and 1520, with later editions. In the traditionary ballad, the scansion gives us Mananan as the name in two places, but Mananan in one other, so there was already perhaps some fluidity about it. Mananan beg va makalir, shen an chider eg rauriui, ach mesher adams kormanar, charawe hin ach an christi. Chene leshechliu renei rail. Chene lesha hyden a lesha vo. Ach tre vagache lingus troilt. Allache mugit lesh kay. Yinache dunya hyadu er bru. Er liau shen hin the beach on keed. A shen modrail mananan kai and alien shaw lesha cosna bud. An male jeek dach on en as a cheer for bart a lecher glass dach plain. As Vashen Oru Jeek Markish Trut Mach the Chira Dach Il Yoin. Mananan Beg, as little Mananan, was the son of Lear. That was the first person who ever held it. But, as best as I can discern, he himself was nothing but a heathen. 
It's not with his sword he kept it, it's not with his arrows or with his bow, but when he would see a vessel travelling, he would hide it about with mist. He would make a man standing on the brew so that they themselves would think it would be a hundred there. And that's how wild Mananan kept this island with his booty. The rent each one paid from the country was a bundle of green rushes each year, and that's what they had to pay for a tax throughout the country each St. John's Eve. That's part of the traditionary ballad to a tune written and arranged for Kirchen Kujach by Annie Kizak. And the old words from about 1500 include the name as both Mananen and Mananen. The usual pronunciation these days is Mananen. The island's highest cultural award is generally called the Rai Blina Vananen, but some people do say Rai Blina Vananen. That award was presented to Nigel Crowe this year, as we heard in Shachlea last time, and we heard the presentation being made by the Chair of Culture Vanning, Chris Thomas, MHK, because Culture Vanning administers the award, drawing on representatives from a number of the island's other cultural organisations. The story of Mananen, Maninen, goes back many centuries, and the traditionary ballad appears to have been composed about 1500 though not apparently committed to writing until almost 300 years later. But this year, Culture Vanning is celebrating a rather more modest, but nevertheless significant, span of years, as steward of Culture Vanning, Culture Vanning's director, Brigia Madrill, explained to board member Phil Gorn. 
right, it's the 40th anniversary of the Manx Heritage Foundation Act and that's the reason why Culture Vannon is here today and so we thought we would have a whole year long of celebrations um, celebrating 40 years of Manx culture in the wider sense so, you know, things have been going on for decades and um, things have changed in lots of ways there have been some great high points, great successes and one of the things that we thought would be a good thing to do would be to give out an extra £40,000 in grants so that we can stimulate even more exciting things for Manx culture. If you go to our website, culturevannon.im, or if you just Google culturevannon40, you'll find a link to um, a page. There's application forms online, all the information you need to know. It's quite a simple form, deliberately. And we were looking for everything that matches with um, our remit, which is a really broad definition of Manx culture. So it isn't just Manx music, dance, language, literature. It's also architecture, archaeology, natural history, ecology, arts and crafts, a whole range of subjects. So have a good look. And we're looking for bigger ideas. We're looking for big ideas that have some element of innovation, um, and that that innovation could be reaching a new audience. We want people to be able to get on with the project quite quickly. So we want it something that you can get the money. You'll get either two and a half thousand or five thousand pounds. We want them to be bigger lumps of money. Um, and then you can get on with it and then start shouting about it and have some way of sharing it online, even if you're just telling people about it online. And in terms of the grants, presumably there has to be a little bit more thought to us than just, I've had a bit of an idea. People may have been already writing a book or they might have been thinking about, I'd always love to do this project if I had the time or if I had the money to do it. It has to be connected to the Isle of Man and its people. That's our remit. It has to fit in with that. And you have to think it out. You have to think about what costs will be involved and list those because everybody's applications are judged against the other ones. Um, ideally, we'll put we'll give out a grant for each of the categories that we've listed. Um, but if we get tons for one category and none for another, then we'll award them accordingly. Um, but it's it always takes it takes a bit of time to think it out, but it's quite a straightforward approach. Um, just do your bits of research. Do you need any permissions for what you're doing? Um, have you got some if you're writing a book, have you got some sample pages or chapters? You've got to show that it's a credible application because the people assessing it have to understand it. Um, and so they'll understand it on, basis of, on the basis of the form and any supporting material that you can put in. But it's a great opportunity to really make a difference and do something that perhaps you've been longing to do for years and just thought, I've never got the chance to do it. The deadline is the 14th of February, so you get them in for that. Um, we're running our normal grant scheme as well, which is awarded quarterly at different board meetings. So if you miss out on this one, there's always other opportunities too. So effectively, once the applications are in, it's the board that uh, makes the decision. So, so who is the board these days? The board is always made up of representatives um, from different spheres. So we have two politicians and we have representatives from Manx National Heritage Trustees and Isle of Man Arts Council. And then we have some lay members who are elected. People can apply and they're chosen and um, confirmed by Tinwald. 
I suppose going back to the very start then, what possessed who, Tinwald ultimately, to decide to create initially the Manx Heritage Foundation, which of course then became latterly Culture Vannon. We're still the Manx Heritage Foundation, we're just known as Culture Fan in these days. And it was really because of a petition that somebody called Sheila Tarr um, presented to Timwald. And she was really concerned that there was a lack of support for Manx culture. She felt Manx heritage was, um, in the built environment in particular, was well catered for with Manx National Heritage. The Arts Council had been created, so she felt arts was supported. But she felt that... Other countries around had um, good centres for Manx culture, that there was needed to be a home. And she was somebody who was involved in the arts and crafts um, displays and exhibitions at Uncrunyacht, and she organised those with Janet Crane. And she did lots of poker work herself on wood. And so she wanted, she had this great vision for a centre that would be everything. It would have... Um, different workshops, it would have performance space, it would even have a youth hostel in it because she thought that that would be a great thing Um, and it would be, it would give Manx culture a sense of having a focus and having a home and she knew that there were lots of wonderful organisations who'd been supporting Manx culture and language in particular for decades and she just felt that they needed something that would give them some sort of reference so she presented a, Tim, um, a petition to Timwald and then Claire Christian was involved in working with the committee to turn it into something and they turned it into the Manx Heritage Foundation Act. So it matched some of the desires that presented in the petition but also um, they went out to consultation with the community to see what people wanted and um, originally the Manx Heritage Foundation was to have its home in the old school at St John's unless there was a better use for it and we were delighted that there was a better use for it and that's where the Bond School Gilgook is housed at the minute. And that period in the 1980s, the sort of mid-1980s, that was quite a fundamental time. Loads of things, really important things happened because not only was the Heritage Foundation created Charles Kane moved for a committee on the greater use of the Manx language, which reported shortly after. And also we had Heritage Year, so lots of big things happening. It was. It was a very exciting time. I think we can naively look back and think, oh, as a society, whatever we're doing, that we're always progressing. But it isn't like that. Things are. Things have their high points and things have different momentum at different times. And that was a very exciting time, I think, for people thinking what was important. And Charles Kane's work to get that select committee report on the greater use of Manx is crucial because that says, actually... The language is important and it should be used um, and that it should have some protection. And we've seen that echoed more recently with signing up to another big charter this time, um, the Council of Europe Charter um, on Regional and Minority Languages. And these are significant things because I think it's very easy for us in the Isle of Man to think the Manx language isn't. No, it's, it's, it's spoken here, it's spoken by those people, but... Internationally, this is a massive story. This is a very exciting thing. And um, minority and minoritised cultures 
are of great interest internationally and things that are very precious and things that need a lot of support. And I've had them from people like you and the organisations that you've been involved with. Your children have spoken the language. We're seeing uh, my young relatives all speaking it, singing it, um, creating things in it. We've got academics researching it. It's a vibrant part, a very important part, I think, of the Isle of Man and the Isle of Man's story. Clearly, the last few years has been rather, to say the least, troublesome for many people on the island, but it has allowed us perhaps to have a rethink about where we're at in terms of how we fund things, what we fund, what's important to us. Is that something that you noticed at Culture Van and, or generally across the island and indeed across all the places that have been affected by COVID? Are you seeing that there is a shift towards recognising culture more? I think that really is a, a, a crucial point. During lockdown, we thought about so many things. We, we thought about our, thought, our place in the world. We thought about where our food was coming from. So food security. Are we buying things locally? So it became about sustainable farming that's nearby. It became our focus on the climate change. And, you know, actually, we weren't driving around everywhere. And this was a great thing. And we heard things differently. We saw things differently. And the same thing was true of culture and the arts. People valued culture and the arts greatly because they bring a sense of community. They give you a lot of idea of what it is to be human, um, our connections with other people, creativity it's great fun it's entertaining there's a sense of distraction there were television programs like grace and perry's that really took people to say everybody can create art and everybody that's important way of expressing yourself and then you can connect with other people during that doing that and the same with manx lessons a lot of them moved online and i know that some of the work that you were doing with different charities did that it moved online and you've got people then connecting who wouldn't normally be able to connect and learn a language and learn something that is important to them because the Isle of Man is important to them. Um, And I think language and culture do give you a sense of identity, a sense of belonging and a sense of community. And there are lots of different ways into it. You may become a fluent speaker. You may send your children to school. They might learn a bit. They might learn a lot. You may say Moramai, you may see it around you. You may know that it's important when tourists come back to the island and they see it as a sense of difference. You know that it's important for your friend who makes beautiful creative products and they've suddenly put Manx on it and people are getting excited about buying them. I think that lockdown made us rethink a lot of things and we have to be careful not to lose some of that new perspective Um, But, yeah, certainly it's very important to a sense of community and identity. And I think to to a certain extent in the past, politicians perhaps seen culture and arts and these sorts of things as peripheral to the main job of politics, which is the, the obvious health education type things. But actually, I know this from experience in relation to discussions about, you know, why is it that... Students from the Isle of Man go away to university and don't come back in vast numbers. Whereas if you look at some similar sized island, not quite the same population, slightly smaller, the Faroe Islands, practically all their students have to leave and they all come back. 
And the general thought behind this is because it's such a strong community, the culture is strong, the whole societal bonds are strong, this encourages people to come back. So actually culture isn't necessarily this peripheral thing, it's actually the glue perhaps that holds everything together. It's exactly that, it's always at the heart of things. Politics is important but politics includes what it is to be human and you know, cultural expression is at is at the heart of that. We're not just another part of somewhere else. We are our own place. We are the Isle of Man. And so how do we project that identity outwards? How do we project it to the people who are here? How do we give people a sense of connection with it? And that impacts on everything from biosphere to whatever, because it's how you connect and how you care for a place. And you're right, if people have a strong sense of connection, they're more likely to go away to university and then think of coming back. But also lockdown um, and people working remotely, people working from home, gave lots of parts of rural Scotland and the Highlands, people actually choosing to go and live there again and regenerate communities because they could do a lot of their work online. And so... We're moving, I think, to a new way of thinking. People don't all have to be crammed into one town or if somewhere if somewhere else in one city. They can be located in different places. They can spread the benefit to the whole community um, of doing that. Steward of Culture Vanning, the director of Culture Vanning, Brigia Madrill, talking with Phil Gorn about the organisation. And we heard there about the extra £40,000 which is being made available this year for projects to celebrate 40 years since the Manx Heritage Foundation Act 1982. The deadline for applications for a grant of either £2,500 or £5,000 is Monday the 14th of February. However, as Brigia mentioned, that £40,000 is extra for this year. Kulchivanin's normal support system is still in place and applications are considered throughout the year on a quarterly basis. The traditionary ballad records how Mananan, Mananan, was driven out of the island by the coming of St. Patrick. Esh henkon parik noon and main. Shedun yanu ve ledendurchu. Jimane Mananan eraton. As Then came in Patrick the Holy in their midst. It was a saintly man he was, full of virtue. He drove Manon on the wave and his evil kindred roughly. Sophia Morrison collected a song connected with the fishing, invoking St. Patrick, Parik Beg Erechin, Little Patrick on the Sea. Sophia Morrison's informant subsequently conceded that Parik Beg Erechin was originally Mananan Beg Makalir.
church in Kujak again, and their setting of the piece, collected by Sophia Morrison, in which Manin and Beg Macalear is invoked to aid the fishing. This Saturday afternoon, the 5th of February, at 2.30, you can go along to the Guild Room adjoining Peel Methodist Church in Athol Street, Peel, for a slideshow given by Stuart Bennett, a Manx miscellany, drawing on his fantastic collection of images over the years of people, places, things, events, celebrating the island and its culture. A donation on the door of £3 will help the Manx branch of the Celtic Congress to meet overheads. As a sen, Tashiner Jitkus Jeran Shaw, and so that brings us to the end of this edition of Shachlay. And so from me, Bob Carswell, Lesmasov, Wampin, Robert de Karslach, Sled New.